0: This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to the show. I'm Mira Sivasobi. It's Friday, it's pouring in. Just at three o'clock, I remember saying it's a beautiful Friday <laughs> afternoon. And just within an hour, it's turned monstrous out there. It's, it's a storm. Thunderstorm,
2: absolutely. Is. It looks like a typhoon arriving in Klang Valley. Yeah,
1: with you, George.
2: Absolutely. Welcome well, to the show. Oh, thank you so much and welcome <laughs> back. You know, my goodness, it's been. Uh, We've been having mirror withdrawal. (laughs) And that's right. Absolutely. I think the client value, you know, if you are having mirror withdrawal, please do a text in or write in or call in. Tell us that. Because, you know, seriously. I'm
1: in control. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Ignore the man
2: Yeah, well, it's been a while since you're back Oh my God, your shows today has been wonderful Mm -hmm. You know, earlier on, you sounded like Zina Badawi Really? Seriously You know, your interview style was very, very good Congratulations
1: I'll write to the BBC Absolutely (laughs) I think they'll write to you I'm sure they will And we're going to welcome to the show as well Dr. Paul Selvindos He's a consultant, general colorectal and laparoscopic surgeon Welcome to the show, Dr. Paul Uh,
3: Thank you very much
1: You do realise you've gotten yourself into trouble. Trouble coming I know, George. you George, yeah, I know, right? Okay, we're going to be discussing um, technology because there's a new technology in town which is um, used, it's laser technology, to laser off hemorrhoids. And I remember when George spoke to me over the phone and he said, you know, we're going to talk about hemorrhoids, <laughs> I was thinking about the nose for some weird reason. I think I've been away long enough, George. I mistook adenoids for hemorrhoids. But, um, you know, many. If, you, if you're not familiar with hemorrhoids, it's basically piles. That's right. right. Yeah. Not very stuff.
0: sexy,
2: but the yeah. thing is that a lot of people have it. I'm sure that many people are going to call in to talk about it.
1: Yes. And it's also known as a fistula?
2: No. no well, much. no. It's, it's, it's part of the, you know, well, let's Paul discuss a little bit exactly what hemorrhoid yes. is. Why
1: don't you go through the anatomy with us, Paul, just to yeah. understand where hemorrhoids actually happen.
2: All right. Uh, hemorrhoids
3: happen in the lower part of the anal canal. Uh, there's a dentate line. And above that, we have these anal cushions. And this uh, is especially used for continence mm-hmm. and for anal resting tone. And below that, you've got the external hemorrhoids. So that's where hemorrhoids really is. Uh, Essentially, it's a normal anatomy. Yeah, it's part of a normal anatomy. Yeah, that's What right. hemorrhoids? Yeah, it is. And actually, it's just the anal cushions are part of the normal anatomy. And then when it bleeds or it prolapses, then people call it piles or hemorrhoids.
2: Okay. Well, a- actually, the, the actual hemorrhoid itself is a normal part of anatomy that's right, that yeah. uh, maintain uh, fecal continence. That's right. However, whenever it is problematic, is pathological, then it's piles. Yeah. And this is what we're you know discussing pain in the back. Today.
1: <laughs> what causes <laughs> what causes that pain uh, or complications to that natural part of the anatomy
3: that's right uh, basically it's a transit problem right people who have a uh, difficulty to evacuate their bowels mm-hmm. and over a period of time there's a loss of the sensory ligaments which uh, hold on to these anal cushions and as it starts prolapsing then as there's a hard stool that comes out mm-hmm. it causes bleeding
1: what causes it? I mean, what causes the heart stool?
3: Uh, basically, because uh, people don't take enough fibre. Mm-hmm. That's one of the main things. Uh, during pregnancy, women, uh, then the hemorrhage tissue becomes bigger as well. Uh, other things, people have, uh, which are rarer, things like uh, spending too much time in the
2: lavatory, uh, mm-hmm.
3: reading.
1: So, there is, a there mm-hmm. is is that proven?
2: Uh, Or even sitting down For too long Hmm. I think there's some Proven uh, Some statistics Are you sure? (laughs) Yes I can assure you There's some occupations Like uh, pilots Uh, Uh, Pilots Is that right? yeah.
0: yeah. (laughs) Oops
2: <laughs> we will talk about that something <laughs> off air about pilots. Okay, right. Okay. Anyways, so, I mean, so essentially, the reason why Paul's here today yes. is because, um, you know, actually on my side, you know, you wonder how this is related to men's health, right? Okay. it is
1: of course because more men are affected by it, isn't well, it, Doctor
2: Paul? Actually, that's not strictly true. Because no, it uh,
1: is true, Doctor Paul.
2: Is that right? No, it's almost equal. It's actually. Almost, <laughs> equal, almost equal. It's almost Well, equal. it's in in men. You're right to some extent that uh, many men are affected by it. In my side of uh, the front part of the pelvis, we get many, many men who suffers from prostate conditions. So any act of straining uh, that will induce some sort of increased pressure in the pelvis, and that will, protrude the hemorrhoids that's supposed to be normal into these bleeding structures in pathological pain, get thrombosed, get infected, all sorts of problems. Yeah. So for my side, you know, essentially many men who was out there who suffers from enlarged prostate, whenever they go to the lavatory, they want to urinate, they find it difficult, they either have to sit down, they have to strain a lot and that produces a lot of problems in hemorrhoids. That's when I ask, uh, you know, Paul to help me out with these yeah. patients because we try to work out who will solve the patient's problem first.
1: And which brings me to- too, you know, um, you're a laparoscopic general colorectal Major. surgeon. Yeah. You are uh, a, a, urolog- urolog- yeah, me a urologist. A <laughs> urologist. Isn't there an overlap? Can't you do get rid of the hemorrhoids, George?
0: No,
2: I can't. It's like you better it's not. It's a different orifice. It's not
1: part of your no, jurisdiction. No, no,
2: no. No, yeah. no there, there is a clear uh, kind of demarcation yeah. that, you know, yeah. it actually says, do not enter. You know, did, did, did he say how hostile he was? He kind of <laughs> yeah, said, right. he better not. You know, because we get into big trouble for going to the wrong right. orifice. Right? Yeah. Okay, right. Seriously. But the thing is that when I mentioned to Paul that I had some patient who needed some you know, hemorrhoids uh, saw. And he mentioned this. There's a new technology. Mm -hmm. We need to laser this. I was going, you know what? Lasering. It was like, well, this is when I said, look, this is an opportunity for you to tell me a little bit about it. And then that gets me thinking. You know, I I just came back from um, uh, World Congress of Endourology. Essentially, in urology kind of setting, this is a big congress that we look at high-tech things, you know. And um, somebody presented some data of doing a kidney Operation through the vagina. Mm-hmm. Somebody describing doing an operation that removes a kidney through the stomach. And it's all very, very far-fetched very high-tech and everything like that so what i want to find out is that how will you convince yourself or how does a surgeon convince you to try on a new technology is new technology really the better uh, technology because after all there are tried and tested methods of solving a problem and also new method of solving a problem so i want to ask the general public in this pouring rain out here to say in the presence of all these choices, how do you make your choices? Are you enticed by techno savviness, or are you enticed by the conservative, tried and tested? That would be an interesting finding, to, or interesting topic to talk about, wouldn't you think?
1: Give us a call. The number zero three seven seven one zero nine thousand. You can tweet BFM Radio, or you can text zero one six two zero one nine thousand. So, you know. Dr. Paul, I'm going to start grilling you now okay? yeah. because, you know, you have minimally invasive surgery, that's which right. is laparoscopy. Yeah. L- how do you pronounce that? Leparoscopy? Yeah. Okay, surgery. Where, keyhole. Yeah, keyhole, keyhole. surgery. Yeah, right, yeah. Or you can do open surgery, that's which is, right. of course, a lot of people are moving away from. So now you want to laser, right? Yep. And um, what's the difference?
3: between laparoscopy and ke- uh, yep. laser mm-hmm. now there's no laparoscopic surgery for hemorrhoids okay yeah, because it's already in the lower part of the anal canal so uh, the previous techniques uh, when patient needed surgery only 10% of patients need surgery and that uh, was the open technique which is Morgan and Milligan's and the Ferguson's technique which is a closed technique from the US uh, later came the stapler hemorrhoidectomy right you're supposed to be less painful and, There's uh, a
1: banding one as well. Oh, banding is something that
3: just we just do in the office. Okay. It's not surgery really, it's just a procedure you do in the office. It's something very simple
2: during a colonoscopy. Let, let's start from out. scratch. Like oh, if, okay. if I come to see you, you know, I've got this kind of like intermittent bleeding, sure. um, you know, and then, you know, I, I got a little bit worried. I'm not sure whether it is something sinister or not. And then, you know, in my head, I just said common things are common. It's hemorrhoid. So how do you en- uh, assure me that uh, whether I've got hemorrhoid or not?
3: Well. George, based on your age, first thing <laughs> and I'll and do my size. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably do a colonoscope for you first. Okay. Yeah, because we need to rule out uh, polyps okay. and uh, uh, cancers because mm-hmm. they're more dangerous than the hemorrhoids. And anybody above 40
2: having bleeding should have a full colonoscopy done. Okay, because um, what are the chances of you finding anything sinister?
3: Well, um, most, 95% of
2: them will be hemorrhoids.
3: This is 5% could be a polyp, could be a cancer I okay yeah.
2: so night a vast majority of a fresh blood in the stool is uh, i'm sorry for those of you who are listening and eating at the same time you know at the moment and it's yeah. a, obviously this is a condition that is majority of time is something quite benign, benign due to hemorrhoids yeah i mean it
3: depends on the age as well as the age progresses up then the incidence of colorectal cancer rises mm-hmm. right then if someone is 60
2: years old then that incidence rises all oh, right so that proportion of benign is getting smaller than the malignant that's right so how do you ensure that from mere um history taking are you able to determine that well it's that?
3: quite difficult to with just pure history taking uh, almost everybody who has bleeding uh, especially if they're above 40 years old Will be advised to go for a full colonoscope.
2: Okay. Mm.
1: Yeah. You can Even see he—he's just trying to lay to his fears <laughs> to rest. <laughs> These right. are his questions.
2: I'm trying to get free consultation <laughs> wow. on that. I find out whether he had a colonoscopy <laughs> done or <and> not. <all>.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Have you?
2: <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> Obviously not.
1: Okay. You're hopeless, huh, George. I can't count on you for no, exactly. anything. Exactly. <laughs> what you said is interesting. Ten percent of people only need surgery.
3: Ten percent of patients with hemorrhoids, hemorrhoids need yeah. surgery. Majority are about only. the rest. Well, a majority of them just need to change your lifestyle, uh, eat more fiber, uh, yeah, they can take a bit of stool softener. There's some medications like Deflon, uh, which help to shrink the hemorrhoid size. A lot of them can just have rubber band, for grade one
2: and grade two. Uh, when those fail, then we think of surgery. So what you're saying is that if I come to you, you make the diagnosis, yes, yeah. and most of the time you just say, look, exercise more, eat more fiber, live healthily, That's and right. it, it will disappear?
3: Well, because most of the time it's because of a hard stool to start with. So,
2: yeah.
1: That's how it comes about, George. Yeah,
2: Yeah. Yeah. okay. So, are you saying (laughs) that uh, with that change of lifestyle, it's going to reverse the whole situation? Well, if, if, if it's
1: prolapsing, that's not
2: going to be reversed much. Okay, just the bleeding because you've got grade one, two, three, and four. So what you're saying is if it's not severe, then uh, most of the people, it's self-limiting. That's right. And minority of people, you will start uh, doing all these uh, kind of like a high-tech stuff. All right. So so let's say for somebody, despite change of lifestyle and things like that, they begin to get more and more problems. So what sort of um, first-line treatment would you offer first? Uh, We always offer a...
3: Rubber banding. In our what exactly is that? Well, it's, uh, during a scope uh, with the proctoscope, we can see this hemorrhoidal tissue, mm-hmm. and we pa- pass just a small rubber band using suction on top of the hemorrhoids.
1: And then what happens?
3: Uh, within seven to fourteen days, the hemorrhoid will fall off by itself.
1: Okay. So what do yeah. you actually? You're choking the hemorrhoid. That's right. Okay.
3: That would be the. Rub- and then know. it
1: dies on its own. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's
1: right. <laughs> Can't Funnily. you just do it for all?
3: Uh, when is grade four? Or it's what a great question. What's the difference? Well, because as you can see, there are many different gradings for it. So as it starts prolapsing further down, uh, it may be a bit more difficult to just put uh, a band on. So it's
1: hard to reach.
3: Yeah. No, no, it's not
2: hard to reach. It's still hard to reach. Uh, It's still easy to reach, but it may not be as effective. Okay. Yeah. You know, funny, you mentioned that, you know, can't you do it for all? Because I actually did some research about the history of
1: hemorrhoids.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Funnily enough that, you know, I have nothing better to do by actually researching on that. In fact, actually, it was first described like 1700 BC by the, you know, the Egyptians actually thought that the hemorrhoids already started. And they came out with all sorts of things like ointment and protections. They actually described that, you know, use a good quality linen and if... uh, Apply some ointment to it, and that will solve the problem. Is is that applicable these days? I oh, mean, oh, I mean,
1: I've heard of other things. Yeah, George. you have. I you mean, know, people so have done some pretty weird things and suffered.
2: Oh, right. It will be interesting to see whether we have anyone in Klang Valley actually. Can I has I tell heard you? It. Oh, absolutely. Do <laughs> tell.
1: I mean, the one classic story I heard: okay. ground kunyit.
2: <laughs> are you serious? Mm,
1: and it 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 became worse.
2: I, I'm sure that can get a little bit infected as well. Right? Yes, yeah. exactly.
1: You know. And what are your thoughts on that? And people trying uh, to fix it themselves?
2: Well, there,
3: there are I mean, there's some ointments that people apply just to decrease the pain and the swelling. Uh, we know there are cracks out there who try to burn this hemorrhoidal tissue. Yeah. burn! And, yeah. Uh, not sure using what, but they come to us with thrombosis, infection in that area requiring surgical resection uh, of that thing.
1: Okay, so trying to burn it, isn't that what laser does? Uh,
3: but it is done in a, a sterile environment. Uh, in laser, we use diode laser, which is just a small puncture, and it goes into the hemorrhoid tissue, and using, it coagulates the blood within, and shrinks it. Mm-hmm. And the shrinkage occurs over six weeks. Uh, initially 30%, and over another two to six weeks, it keeps shrinking further. Okay.
1: Is there a problem locating a hemorrhoid by any chance? Is there ever a problem? No. No. Okay, I've mistaken that with an anal fistula.
2: Yeah, a fistula is completely a different which is issue. what we're going to talk about in a short while as well. I mean, coming back to yeah, well, because because sometimes because um, when the bleeding anal you know, fistula can be one of the reasons why it can be painful and bleeding as well, yes, right? Yeah. So sometimes whenever you try to make the diagnosis of the hemorrhoid, occasionally you will make the diagnosis of fistula and fissure as well. Isn't that true?
3: Uh, fissure, yes, because fissure is a tear yeah. that
2: you can see obviously, mm-hmm.
3: and uh, hemorrhoid generally is not painful unless it's. Thrombosed. And for a fistula, there's always an external opening, a small hole, like two, two to three mm, which we can see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, we never confuse. I mean, if we come to a colon rectal surgeon,
1: we're always pretty sure
3: what we're dealing with.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, it sounds like a pretty simple thing, Pr- simple things, So, know, why just right. not do an open surgery? You know, this is it. You see, because, uh, pay, you know, this babe. is... <laughs> why pay so much through my, you know what, <laughs> exactly. to do laser? <laughs> well,
2: well, this is it, you see, because...
1: That's more pain. Is,
2: exactly. You know, pay, say, you know, this is it. Pause here going to justify, are we using, are we too techno-orientated these days? Yeah. Because, you know, look at this, you know, 4, 460 BC, Hippocratic Corpus actually discussed the treatment of the similar mode like lab, uh, rubber banding and ligations. Yeah. So isn't it true that a tried and tested method is something that um, really, is, um, you know, I, I used to have a boss who tells me if an operation works, it will stand the test of time. Mm-hmm. And that should be the operation that you should stick to. <laughs> so on the other hand, we really have to uh, venture into the frontier of science and technology. Yeah. So where do we do, uh, do the cutoff? Where is the fine line? Yeah. That would be an interesting subject to talk about. Correct.
1: Give us a call, 0377109000. You can tweet BFM Radio or text 0162019000. We'll be back after this. LTI, LTY on the line. I've not heard from him for a long time. Miss him much. That's coming up next on the Bigger Picture BFM 89.9. Good afternoon, if you just joined us. Welcome. It is the Bigger Picture and I'm So Sivasothi. It's Friday. It's pouring outside. Um, Dr. George Lee in the studio with me. I brought the rain. Consultant urologist, yes, literally, George. <laughs> <laughs> and in the studio with us as well, Dr. Paul Selvindos. He's a consultant general, colorectal, and laparoscopic surgeon. We're discussing hemorrhoids and lasering them off. Um, we want to ask you whether you would opt for new technology. I mean, what drives you to actually go and get this surgery done? Is it technology that it'll be easy, faster, you know, recovery time is much lower, but you pay quite a bit for it as opposed to saying open surgery and we all freak out because you know, it sounds big and scary. So we have LTY on the line. Hi LTY, how are you today? Good oh, afternoon good LTY. Thank you, thank you.
0: How
1: are you? I'm very well, thank I, you. I thought you are on the spaceship
0: to, to the Outer space to more,
1: no? <laughs> She was the. LTY, I wish I was. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I, I was thinking of a uh, 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 matter of how to go uh, outer space without space. Yeah, right?
1: in, in India didn't pay me uh, enough. Hey,
0: okay. <laughs> Dr. Josh and Dr. Po, how are you all? Okay. Yeah,
2: good. Very good to hear yeah. from yeah, you, yes, I, LTY. I, I, yeah, yes. What's I, your view?
0: I have one question for Dr. Uh, Dr. Po, please. Huh? Yes. Uh, Dr. Po, you mentioned that fiber helps motility. What about drinking more water? I understand that our big and small intestine will try to reabsorb all the fluid. Will, will. Will this really help or not? Okay. Thank you. And I have one question for Dr. George. Okay. I, I think this has some connection with this. All right. Okay. Tell us about diabetes in CPDS Oh. In okay? okay. All right. That, okay. That is the malfunction of ADH. Sure. That is to say the patient uh, uh, when he urinate, he urinate a large yeah. quantity of urine Irrespective of the amount of water he consumes, mm. uh, what are the complications? Will 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 it to renal failure or something like that? Thank okay. you very much. No, you can't go Thanks.
2: away so easily, Lty. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. right. Okay. You know, I'm not asking you to own up to whether uh, your medical history. But if you do suffer from hemorrhoid, would you go for tried and tested, or would you go for something techno savvy, lasering, or something like that? Yeah, I will. I will go for uh, definitely go for techno. Uh, oh, very. <laughs> Thank <interesting>. you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, one else, one yeah, up for Dr. Paul. For <laughs> work, right? Thank you very much.
2: Thank, thank you. you. Okay,
0: thank you
1: very much. Bye-bye. Yeah. Having said that, techno-savvy or not, it's all tried and tested, isn't it? Yes. Well, all it is it
2: tried has. and tested, but not obviously stands through the test of time for more traditional. In terms of timing. Yes, that's fair, right, because yeah. it's impossible to compete in yeah. that sense.
1: Dr. Paul, water?
3: Water, yeah, that's very important. Uh, uh, lots of Malaysians think that we they don't drink enough water because they think they live in a temperate climate, but we sweat a lot. So that's...
2: Uh, important that we drink lots of water because that helps with the uh, bowel motility as well. But what what LTY is saying is actually it, it does make sense that our large bowel and our small bowel will absorb all the water we drink anyway and then that will pee out in my department. <laughs> so how is it going to soften the stool? <laughs> like, well, uh, no, I mean, it doesn't absorb all the water,
3: right? Uh, it does absorb a majority of the yeah. water, but there is still about 10-15% which is not absorbed. Oh, okay, right. right? But yeah. it
1: does help. Yeah, I've heard of happen. i heard I've heard of people who take a large amount of water first thing in the morning, yeah. and they say it helps. Is that true? Uh, oh, I'm
3: not too sure, about that, but is water throughout the day, I think, is important. Uh, because most people think eight glasses is good enough. I think Malaysians should drink at least two liters of water per day. Mm-hmm. I drink about
2: four a day. Wow. Yeah. Okay. True. Yeah. Well, four liters. Yeah,
3: I
1: have two
2: liters in the ten ten morning. Two liters in the yeah. morning. Wow. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, so, so he's just trying to avoid hemorrhoids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and right. kidney stones.
1: Ah, kidney stones.
2: That's, that's right, tried. yeah. He doesn't want to come see you. That's right, yeah. So diabetes insipidus, well, obviously not related to this. What is
1: that, by the way? Maybe you want to explain what diabetes is. Yeah,
2: I mean, obviously, the you know, as LTY suggested, that it is actually defections of a hormone that's called ADH. Antidiuretic hormone is produced by the brain in order to to control the absorptions of water in the kidneys so anti-diuretic as you can suggest that it actually stops you from peeing (laughs) however in the presence of uh, excess amount of these diuretics uh, hormones and then it will actually cause us more pre-peeing and then um, so um, the derangement he asked about the complications of this the complication is derangement of the electrolytes so you're going to get the sodium and potassium all completely deranged and then that can have significant impact on the um, the consciousness for somebody and also sometimes it can actually cause the heart to be quite irregular mm-hmm. so you know that that is uh, the essence of this uh, important hormone that controls the and regulates the urine productions
1: i didn't realize we have an anti-diuretic hormone yes right? we do so coffee would sort of interrupt
2: um, or well, it's affect
1: or will that make this hormone be released even more
2: Potentially, yeah. Because As like, coffee
1: you know, is a diuretic. That's
2: right, yeah. So it can also.
1: So it will signal for more of this hormone. It actually re-
2: uh, induces diuresis and may not uh, follow the same uh, pattern. For example, um, when we get older and there is a condition called nocturnal polyuria, that means that we produce more and more urine, is because the reductions of a hormone that yeah. is produced by the brain, and then you produce more urine. So, you know, this is tightly controlled. Essentially, this hormone will control the absorption the fine-tuning inside the kidney to decide whether it's going to be you're thirsty, you're not thirsty, whether you need more water or you need to pee more water.
1: The brain is a fascinating organism. Absolutely. It controls just about everything that we do. That's right. It's amazing. Um, So just to move on, um, when you talk about laser, right, um, what's actually happening? What do you do? Do you just go in and cut the unwanted tissue and get out or or Um, what's going on?
3: Actually, one of the advantages of this procedure is you're not making any cuts at all. You just make a tiny incision uh the, On prer- the hemorrhoid
1: He's
2: not making a cut, but making incision. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, right. laughs> okay. Uh, well, it's Synonym. just, uh, unlike cutting the whole <laughs> hemorrhoid, you leave a large open wound. Okay. Well, tell, well, tell us a little bit about what traditionally um, yeah. people do, and then also what is the advantage of this? Because this, this is something that is introduced in Germany, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah.
3: So, uh, traditionally, people make a, a incision from the skin uh, through the dental line up to the hemorrhoidal tissue. And that leaves an, uh, a larger open wound, about two centimetres. And that can be quite painful. Every time a patient has to evacuate his bowel, uh, there's pain, uh, there's discomfort. They're away from work for about three weeks. Mm-hmm. So people wanted to come up with newer techniques where there's less pain, they can get back to work much earlier. And that's when staple hemorrhoidity came by.
2: Mm. Uh, how effective is the, the, traditional, the traditional cut? cut? Oh, it is quite effective. How effective, effective is effective? Meaning, How uh, long will it last for, you know... Uh, after yeah. the, you know, the how, what is the efficacy? The if you, ref, if you try to... The recurrence rates. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's less than 5%. All oh, right, over 5. 5 years, 10 oh, years? Oh, no, so it over can 10 recur?
3: Year. It can recur. Hemorrhoids
1: can That's come right. back?
3: Yeah, it can. Right. And basically, if they don't take care of their uh, fibre, their bowel opening, yeah, it can come back. So that is the traditional, traditional. way of cutting it. Then um,
1: currently... You were saying stapling? There Staple. are some stapling, yeah. yeah.
3: So people started uh long ago, uh, The Italian surgeon came up with the stapling technique. It's a pretty good technique
2: as well, uh, but what, what does that do? I mean, how um, uh, you know? Obviously, it's difficult to kind of like uh, you know yeah, describe it sure. and then over on air. Well, exactly, what do you do, and what will the patient and uh, you know experience? In stapling, yeah, yeah.
3: So in stapling, they run a burst string of sutures uh, about a few centimeters above the dentate line. Then they fire the stapler where a cuff of mucosa is oh. removed.
2: This is not and a staple staple, is it? It's a staple, but it's a it, titanium
3: staple. So oh. it's, it pulls it's up like the hemorrhoidal
2: <laughs> tissue. <laughs> you're not selling it well. <laughs> so essentially what you're saying that is hurts. that... Yeah, it, it's like a... Well, the dentate line, would you like to explain? Yes, it because, what is this yeah, dentate line? It, it is, there's is no nerves right, because, you know, uh, above the, above dentate, above the line, dentate line... the line, So you no have no sensation. So right. That's all no right. No nerves above so, that. So yeah. what you're saying is that above this dentate line, you put a staple around it and then you excise with a staple of all the abnormal hemorrhoids. Uh, basically a cuff of uh,
3: mucosa and some abnormal hemorrhoids and then you pull the rest of it up. Basically in okay. hemorrhoids is because it's prolapsing out and so that's why it's called a PPH, a procedure of a prolapsed hemorrhoid.
2: Mm-hmm. All right.
3: Can you yeah. cut
1: unwanted tissue accidentally or in the process?
3: Um, mm-hmm. Well, while doing surgery, the sphincter, the anal sphincters are nearby and that's why people, patients can get incontinence if Ooh, you go away aggressive. Which is the
1: biggest worry of most people. I know. fecal um, incontinence, right? Yeah, of course, yeah, because yeah. if you, you, can, you can have get a damaged sphincter, then... So
2: you would rather have um, uh, painful, bleeding <laughs> um, buttocks rather than, you know, uh, leaking buttocks, right? Uh, That's oh, why yeah, I think laser is very good because you're not cutting
3: any tissue, mm-hmm. all you're yeah. doing is quaggling the blood and shrinking down the hemorrhoid tissue and pushing it back in. That's it.
1: Okay, what's the downside? I'm sure there is.
3: Uh it's expensive. Downside is cost, yep. yeah. um, and it's almost painless. So most patients are able to get back
2: to work in two days. Okay. Well, is, is this um, a technique that is tried and tested? And then, you know, at, at the end of the day, they, in medicine, we have all sorts of new things come out all the time. Sure. The gamma knives, we have the, yeah. you know, cryotherapy, we have the high-intensity focus and we everything We have Da like Vinci. That. Da Vinci mm, and things yeah. like that. And certain, um, the unfortunate thing is that some of these techniques have to be... Um, withstand the test of time that's right unfortunately the casualties are the people who tried all these uh, methods and proven to be unsuccessful
3: well,
1: what's the worst thing that could happen when you laser it's a hemorrhoid
3: laser, uh, same as any other hemorrhoid surgery bleeding and infection that's the same things.
1: But that depends on how you take care of the area and, you know.
3: Um, really because when you use the high energy source, uh, sometimes you can ulcerate the mucosa and they can get an infection and then come back with secondary bleeding requires mm-hmm. to take them to the OR again and uh, catch a bleeder.
1: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I was um, reading, you know, when, when surgeons, or when physicians actually um, go into medical school, you're very, very motivated, you're very, very... Um, compassionate. Not to say that you're not compassionate <laughs> you now, <enough, mean>. but, <laughs> but your your motivation is to be humane physicians, you know, very That's humane right, yeah. when it comes to a lot of things. Has that eroded for the both of you? Oh,
2: it's in relation to the hemorrhoids? <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, 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 okay. In
1: relation, because, you know, it, it, with all this technology, and mm. you have to keep up with it, yeah. you don't yeah. really have a choice. You were not trained to do yeah. laser, right? Mm. And with all of these developments, I mean, how do you segmentize your oh, I brain? I love that
2: question. I really you know, think that's a fantastic question. How do you segmentize question. your
1: brain? Because, you know, you now have technology. You yep. are not really... You're sort of loo- moving away from what you were trained in. Um, how does that affect your motivation to mm. be as humane as possible?
2: Do, do you want to say that question first? Or would you like me to? What, 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 oh, drives okay. yeah. what drives you? What know, drives you?
1: Know, Is you know, it just, let's get rid of this problem? Or, you know...
2: You know, you know for... Um, when when i attended a a meeting recently and then you exactly you're right that a lot of things that introduced they're all very fascinating they're all very tech uh, technology driven and i felt a little bit excited but yet a little bit scared. It's, it's a kind of conflict of makes, emotion. A mixed feelings. That's right. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you know, I wasn't trained to do this. However, it's all exciting because it's all new. But the thing is, on the other hand, I have to understand that when I was, um, you know, um, like you said, into this, um, Uh, healthcare uh, profession, the whole idea is do no harm. So how much of the data do I need to see first Mm -hmm. in order to decide that this is not doing any harm? And that is sometimes quite a fine line to decide whether I want to embark on something or not. Like you said, you know, how much of that erodes into your personal excitement Mm -hmm. wanting to embark your patient on this or how much of that uh, onto the um, conservativeness of a doctor? And that's a very, very interesting question. That you posed.
1: Yeah. Did you answer my question? You just <laughs> posed the
2: question
1: <laughs> I back to me. Right, Come on, George.
2: Right. I thought I got away with it without Zayna, answering think the question. Zayna 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 Badawi. Zayna. Okay, right, okay. You really act like Zayna Badawi, that you think you can get away without answering that question. Actually, most of the time, call me um call me conservative. I actually will draw back and say, let me see some more data first before I embarked on it, because it always brings me back to I want to treat that person. I will yeah say to the person to say you may endure a little bit more pain however this actually has more data because i dare not put you through that uh, treatment and that sometimes hold me back in the arena of pushing frontiers and you know, trying new things for patients. You know, so That sometimes actually, um, on one hand, saves my patients a lot of money. On the other hand, also saves me a lot of anxiety.
1: But you put them through discomfort to a very yeah. large yeah. extent. Yeah, well, no, I've
2: that got a different take on it. Right? Right? <laughs> <See,
0: laughs> okay.
1: You should have answered the question first. <laughs> we'll come back after the market update with our mural on BFM 89.9. Good afternoon and welcome back. I'm Mira Sifisudi. In the studio with me, Dr. George Lee, consultant, urologist, and Dr. Paul Selvindos, who's a consultant, general colorectal and laparoscopic surgeon. We're discussing, of course, lasering hemorrhoids. Um, If you're wondering what hemorrhoids are, it's actually piles. In very, very layman's terms, it's just piles. So um, we discussed um, open surgery versus... um, um, uh, Traditional surgery. Stapling. Stapling to now we have laser. Laser, So we're discussing that and... You know, my last question was, to what extent do you go with the flow as far as um, new technology is concerned, um, George has given his views um, do you have to compromise upon what the, 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 the passion or the motivation to be humane towards your patients, um, how do you draw that distinction when you have technology in the way, sure. yeah. so Dr Paul what are your th- thoughts on uh, that,
3: uh, when there's new technology I mean this technology is normally tested uh, in the laboratory first and then later and, and it's done in some studies and only then it. by the time it reaches us there's already hundreds of patients who have tried this new technique, even for example laparoscopy colorectal surgery Uh, there's still lots of surgeons who offer open surgery but if patients come to see me the first thing I offer is a laparoscopic colonic resection and that's because they recover much faster and the data has proven that um, the resection margins for colon cancer is exactly the same so when it comes to hemorrhoids uh, it's again I'm always thinking about how to give the patient less pain how quickly can they can get back to work and the open technique has got much more pain uh, the laser has got hardly any complications. So that's why I think uh, I, I would think of new technology all the time. You I'm know, I'm,
1: I'm just thinking, um, I've always said if I had to do open um, a surgery and I had the option of um, keyhole yeah. and open, I would go for open <laughs> um, simply because wow. you have a better view.
3: Not really. Yeah. The camera. Are you sure? I'm sure because the <laughs> laparoscope camera, for example, a patient came to an abdominal pain. Now. The open surgeon would have done, uh, thing it's an appendix would have done uh, right lower quadrant incision. And he opens up and says, oh, it's not an appendix. He thinks now it's higher up. Then he's done a full laparotomy scar. Whereas the laparoscopic surgeon would put the camera, and if it's not appendix, I can turn the camera and look at the ovaries. If it's an ovary and we just call the gynecologist to remove it. Mm-hmm. We can move the camera up and look at the gallbladder. So it's so much better.
1: Can I call the plastic surgeon after?
3: <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> As well. <laughs> I still have that fear. Anyway, we have Robert on the line. Robert, you have a question?
2: Good afternoon, yeah. Robert. Uh,
0: yeah. Good afternoon, Dr. Paul. May I speak with Dr. Paul? Yes, yes go yes, ahead. Yes, go ahead. Dr. Paul, that lots procedure for the treatment of hemorrhoids Is it still being done?
3: Uh, nope, absolutely not done at all.
2: Yeah, would, you, would you like to explain a little bit about this
3: procedure? Uh, that's really just stretching the anal uh, uh, the sphincters, yeah. And uh, nobody does that procedure. Lords, yeah? Yeah. 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 Sounds very English. For hemorrhoids, yeah, is right. it? I uh, really move for anal fissure. Okay. Yeah, uh, I've I've not done it since uh, when I was a houseman. All oh, right. That that's okay. a Long time ago. Yeah.
1: So, are you? Do you think you're losing touch with the basics? Uh, not really. I the still. The last th- time you did a Fisher was when you were in college.
3: <laughs> no, when <laughs> I did a lot of procedures C J was college. <laughs> okay. All right. I still. I just did a, f- uh, a treatment for Fisher this morning. Yeah. Oh.
1: So. <laughs> so all of that is that's a very good example. Well, that's a actually.
2: good example,
3: isn't it? Yeah, that's it's very a, good you know,
1: example. Yeah. Yeah. of how it has, you have evolved. Evolved, yeah, you know? yeah. we have evolved. Well, and it's
2: like it's almost um, the argument between old school and new school, isn't it? That's I right, mean, yeah. But you know, I, I totally agree with you that the laparoscopic minimally invasive keyhole yeah. surgery had transformed the landscape of medicine. There's no That's doubt right. about yeah. that. You know, like what you described earlier on that um, when I was in medical school, we did not even think about laparoscopic kidney removal. Sure, yeah. 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 But now, it is uh, probably considered the norm. But how, when do you decide that, you know, you said X number of patients had been through that and then actually uh, been um, uh, proven to be safe. And when do you decide that is the time, the threshold to take it on, number one. And also number two is that out of those uh, X uh, number of successes, we have multiple, more of failures before we can actually uh, reach uh, successes. You know, th- those are were the interesting questions that sometimes pose to you as sure. a as a clinician, isn't it? Because there is absolutely no doubt. I mean. Um, Many, many doctors kind of like uh, watch a little bit and then think, okay, Reno, you know, this is uh, something that uh, is a little bit too savvy. Like, for example, this laser. You know, if uh, my patient's going to see you and say, look, you know, Dr. Paul suggested that we should do this laser. What do you think? I would just uh, probably just say, well, you know, obviously there are pros and cons. Yeah. But like what Mira said, is, uh, what's the worst thing can happen to you? You know, is um, maybe it's going to burn a big w- uh, hole in your yeah. wallet yeah. and then and
3: it didn't well, the
1: work. Complications can happen.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah, but
3: uh, when my when patient comes to me with the hemorrhoids, I actually show them. Uh, I have these pictures in my computer, which I show them all the techniques. Mm. So they they are aware of all the techniques. I talk about complications of all the techniques. So. Uh, when it comes to laser, I do tell them that it's uh, far more expensive because of the cost of the laser machine. Mm. But I do offer them all the techniques. Oh, so that's yeah. a good point, isn't yeah. it? Because
2: at the end of the day, it's yeah. informed consent.
3: Yeah, it yeah. just it
1: confuses it the patient even <laughs> sometimes, doesn't
2: it? It, it, it does. Is, it, it's,
1: it's true. From yeah. a patient point, I'm like, okay. And, uh, and so <laughs> doctor, what do you think?
2: Actually, <laughs> to, be honest, to be honest with you, I mean, sometimes I, I like the way you say that, you know, for us, for prostate um, operations, there is the lasering of prostate that's and there's right. a TURP. Yeah. And t- PRP usually is something that we say, oh, it bleeds a lot more, and then laser has no more. And then one patient said to me, "What make? uh, You know what?" Uh, what uh, what make uh, you need to convince me that you're not sh- only showing me the picture you selected that oh. actually bled more, and then the other one that is, is like, you know, because you know at the end of the day you have that way to convince me, yeah?
1: Yeah, okay, um, that's very interesting. Um, we have a question from Jess who's saying he needs your comments. He says recently there's been a suggestion to install surgery black boxes due to mistakes surgeons make. Mm. What are your thoughts? I mean, I have not read this yet. Just Poven yeah. up in a way, I've. Totally been disconnected. <laughs> yes. What do you, what what do you think?
2: Well, I, I think, you know, in, in a way we are already having surgery yeah. black boxes because for every single procedure, a lot of the time we have recordings and everything like that. Mm. And that, that essentially is a documentation That's of right. the patient's yeah. uh, data. You know, for example, if I take a stone out this morning, the whole thing should be recorded and then uh, whenever there is a... Um, but is it recorded
1: say, on paper? No, it's Not recorded
2: on the DVD yeah. and then we put yeah. it in, we give it to patient and put it in patient's file really? to say that... This mm-hmm. is we the become record. That advanced? That's yeah, right. Yeah. Do I have to
1: pay for it? Yeah. Tendering it. Obviously.
2: <laughs> Tendering. It's not too bad, right? Yeah, not okay. too bad. But in fact that is actually part of the patient's medical notes yeah. to say that, you know, this surgeon actually did clear all the stones. And sometimes, you know, um, doctors forget to, uh, you know, the nurses forget to to um to record it, and then that that worries me a little bit. Okay,
1: yeah. your thoughts?
2: Yeah, that's I I think that's the way it's going to go. Uh, in time
3: to come, uh, you got to record all all surgeries. Uh, in leposcope we do record surgeries
2: during colonoscopes, uh, yeah, I think well. that's a good thing because essentially it um, highlighted transparency yeah. in me- uh, medicine. You know, at the end of the day, um, when all these are recorded, um, you know, um, that can only encourage yes. more, um, you know, transparency right, and then right. also yeah. uh, patient's empowerment actually because whenever you go through the procedures on the recordings with patients, and a patient understands what you went through and that is a good thing that sometimes uh, helps me to explain to the patient what exactly am I going to do to him or
3: her does
1: that keep you on your toes as well I mean like yeah
3: really it does And uh, but that's a downside to recording as well some patients get a little worried when they see a little bit or too much of blood they see on the screen you can't <laughs> win on your oh. <laughs> so. and so some of them uh, upload it on YouTube
1: I was just going to say so that's how all this stuff lands on YouTube that's right so
2: I've had patients who have uploaded on YouTube I'm like your procedures uploaded on YouTube? Yeah. It's kidding, yeah. I'm sure
1: it is. All right, and okay. You, but you know- George, that's why you're well, a celebrity. You know at
2: the end of the day, I guess, when patients actually um, wanted to find out, let's say, you know, today after the show, many people wanted to find out the laser of hemorrhoids. The first thing you do is Google exactly. and YouTube and yeah. find out exactly what right. I'm in for. Yeah. And then I think that's in a world that um, is uncharted territory. Right. And then that keeps the doctors, um, uh, Uh, at their toes and then also patients probably well informed i think that's that's a good thing overall
1: just one final question before i let you both go um this whole art of using technology i mean it requires some kind of training and you know you need to use it wisely have you ever felt strongly about certain types of advancements in medicine where you didn't agree with i mean it's tried and tested but you you know are it goes against your principles and you have said, you know, this is not something I'm going to run yeah. with, but you have no choice. Um, have you ever had to make that sort of a decision?
3: Um, note surgery, the one he was talking about, removing the kidney through the stomach or the colon, uh, same thing, removing
2: gallbladder. That's
1: it's something. extraordinary, isn't it? It's
2: extraordinary.
3: <laughs> I, mean, it's like I, mean, it's, it's, I
1: know it's so extraordinary, but I'm but, not a doctor here. But I'm thinking to myself, if you can use the body's natural openings... Um, why not?
3: Uh, Somehow, I've always had this difficulty about you, because going through a, a clean contact, like the stomach. You're going to open the stomach, then go in, take out the gallbladder, then close the stomach. If it leaks, what happens? Then everybody is going to uh, take a case. So it just that.
1: complicates things. Even. Yeah, I, and so I, I, I think sometimes that's
2: um, when you try to make it more simple yeah. actually you make it more complicated well that's
1: how I felt about minimally invasive surgery in the first place uh, <laughs>
2: that's
1: hmm. how I've always felt yeah. you're complicating right. you're complicating
2: it that it's a simple thing that you just open take it out yeah, and, 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 then and close you it. know
1: what if you miss something you know you're, you're, you can only see to a certain extent it's all you know through um Probes and <laughs> you know that's how I felt about minimally invasive I, that's surgery. It's an
2: interesting finding because you know when you said that um, you know you have a choice between open or uh, minimally invasive yes. surgery, Paul was convinced you're going to say I love to have keyhole surgery. I know. And that's hey, why you I should, look, You look at you his like, face. He thought he won, he won already. And then when you said open <laughs> surgery, I just looked I'm at like, you. you. I like, which era did you come know, from? <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is that totally then, aware. Yeah. Well, but because you know. at the end of the day, I'm sure in your job, whenever you try to put this forward to patients you know they're well informed but at the end of the day many many patients will still choose traditional way of doing surgery
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, in, no i think the, that's the that trend is changing i had a 70 year old man who came
3: from EPO just some time ago looking for laparoscopic hernia repair mm, yeah. you know, He's like he no open hernia yeah. And he searched who are the surgeons who could do laparoscopic. In Stramban, had an 84-year-old man who went from hospital to hospital looking for to a looking lapiscopic. for
2: the right surgeon. Well, yeah. that's the other thing, isn't yeah. it? But
3: yeah. you
1: know what? I suppose as a patient and enduring that pain and discomfort, sure. yeah. Yeah. at some stage, you just want to, you know, get rid of it yeah. in the most convenient way. So yeah. maybe I'm not in the position to say as yet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Knock on wood. Um, <laughs> you were giving me some statistics earlier about the prevalence of um, hemorrhoids. And it's <laughs> right, um, yeah.
2: quite a scary statistic, It actually. is quite <laughs> a scary statistic. 50% of you yeah, yeah. out there in your lifetime is going to experience hemorrhoid. Yeah. And at any point, 5% of the general populations in Malaysia are having this problem at this moment. Mm-hmm. So you're sitting in your car comfortably with the rain stopping, the whole problem will be, you know, stuck in the traffic. Then, you know, you are probably one of the 5% going to experience
1: Well, that's that. one and a half of the three of us.
2: That's right. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's right. Um,
1: one of us is going to land with hemorrhoids
2: Absolutely, some absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, at the end of the day, you know, what exactly, you know, common things are common. And then we we have traditional ways that has been described for many, many years. Yeah. So where do we make that cut off to go into um, technology advanced method of uh, solving this problem or not? I think at the end of the day, Paul um, made a good point. That it, it all boils down to informed consent. Yeah. You know, the patient true. knows about what they're in for, what are the downsides of this, and then they make an informed consent. And one more thing I want to add is that with technology, and it's quite e- um, easy for doctors to get very eager, you know, to say, look, I want to embark on this. In a traditional way of saying that, you know, we have see one, do one, teach one, which is uh, a tra- very, very traditional yeah. kind of medicines, uh, you know, teaching is that see one, do one and teach one, I think should be the days of the past. Because at the end of the day, there are con- um, uh, different individuals at different learning curve. Mm-hmm. And learning abilities and that really needs to have undergo mentoring and then need to stand the test of the technology and safety for the protection of patients and that's my key message your
1: yeah. best advice Dr Paul
2: my best advice is uh, if patients hemorrhoids.
1: Just have a have basically yeah, so if don't subject,
2: get it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the best advice. Fall into the other
3: 50% that you don't get Yeah, it. load
1: up on the fibre. No,
3: really, I think, uh, yeah, load up on the fibre, drink lots of water. Uh, if you have any bleeding, uh, please get a colonoscope done because I think it's important to rule out other things. And, of course, if hemorrhoids is just a thing, then uh, get it treated.
1: Thank you both very much for joining me (laughs) today. a pleasure. Um, Dr. George Lee, consultant urologist, and Dr. Paul Selvindos, consultant general colorectal and laparoscopic surgeon on The Bigger Picture BFM. Thank
0: you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
1: 89.9.